Welcome to the Food Connected Podcast. This is Lonnie Sweet coming to you from the Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival. On today's episode, I'm really excited to have the season 15 winner of Top Chef, Joe Flam. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of great things, including his love of former Chicago Bears quarterback, Jay Cutler, life after Top Chef, what it's like being a new dad, and the trials and tribulations of opening up a new restaurant. Uh, appreciate you listening in and hope you enjoy I got a question for you. I'm curious about this, right? right? If you could take Mitchell Trubisky, right, or Jay Cutler, who would you take? You know, I, Cutler or Trubisky to restart the Chicago Bears franchise. I loved Cutty. <laughs> I'm a big Cutty fan. I right. think Cutty with this team right now would be scary. Though. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I look at Mitchell Trubisky, he's a hell of an athlete hell with a really good arm. Yeah. Right? He's got great physical tools. Mm-hmm. Right? He just seems to not be able to make the big play. Cutler was an interception machine. I think, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But I think Cutler could make the big plays. I think he had a great arm. I think if he was under better coaches with – Better people around him, I think. Like, he had talent, he didn't, didn't he? No, he didn't have the right offense, I felt like. But so well, He also had a lot of coaches. There was a, a rotational offensive corner kind of at that point, right? So you're saying you take yeah, Cutler. Yeah, I'd take Cutler. Interesting. You think they're good this year? I think the defensive good is good. I think the offense has some weapons, but, um, I mean, they're not, they're not like winning playoff games good. You think they're going to keep Trubisky next year? He's got one more year in his deal? I think he's got one more. Yeah, I think they'll keep him next year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him make, you know. We got no traffic, so we have no choice. Right. So it's like we got Can't to. trade him around. Yeah. Huh, and you're a White Sox, not a Cubs fan. Correct. I was going to ask you because I'm, a, I'm from Boston, um, born and raised. So, like, sure. so for me, Theo Epstein, if he ran for president right now, I would 100% vote for him. I mean, what he did up there is incredible. It's incredible. In fact, he did it for the Red Sox and the Cubs. It is insane. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, um, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, I ask kind of one question usually to start off every podcast. Um, everybody answers it differently because it means something different to everybody. Um, name of the podcast is Food Connected, and I just want to know, what does being food connected mean to you? Um, I think, you know, being food connected, just general sense of it is I think one of the, the, the perks of working in this industry working as a chef is we have such a greater connection to where our food and where it actually comes from right. we know so much more about you know like how did this thing end up on this plate um, and I think that's the, something that's just so still overlooked in like this country especially just like where is this food actually coming from it's you know our job is the people serving it to, to help bridge that gap right yeah, it's interesting. We had um, somebody from Bell and Evans Chicken on this afternoon, right? Who, listen, they're a massive company, but she's a farmer, right? Second generation. Dad was you know, bought the company. Her and her brother are now running it, and it's that we had that same conversation about not just the importance of where your food is coming from, but the importance of farmers in our system, right? And and to help operate this world, like if we've got real environmental issues that are going to start really impacting middle America, which they already started to, mm-hmm. it's going to fuck a lot of shit up. Well, I think the other thing is, it's like, you know, I, I grew up in the city, I grew up in the south side of Chicago, it's like, I don't know what the fuck the farm was. 
Right. There's no farms. There's nobody's growing shit. Right, right, right. There's a couple of like the old Italians and they grew tomatoes in the backyard and shit. But right. Nobody was. Nobody had a farm. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like it's still, I really started cooking, and going down to like see where you know my pigs were raised and right. my corn was grown. You're like, oh my god, this is this is crazy life. Like that life doesn't make any sense to me. Like the, the country makes no sense. To me. Yeah. And I think it's scary as shit. Yeah. You go out there and it's quiet. It's like you know where I and, from, and like, dark. It's quiet really and dark. dark. Right. I've been walking through the city and it's quiet and dark. It's like the most fucked up shit imaginable. Yeah, you got you're not in the right neighborhood if yeah, that happens. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting um, it's an interesting dynamic. So, so tell me, can you give just a little more background? Kind of, I know you were with um, with Tony and Spiaggia for a while, right? And you're about to go out on your own. Like, can you just give a background, kind of where you were, Top Chef, and kind of what's going on now? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I started um, my first job in culinary school was at Table Fifty Two, but I was one of those people that kind of came up in the industry. I started right. working at like you know, bar grill places, like in the suburbs, growing up. Like it was 15, 16, in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yep. You know, uh, my best friend's dad ran a bar on Lake Payless Heights in the southwest suburbs. So it was just like, I was just a guy for whatever reason. Right. Um, and I just, I fell in love with restaurants. Um, and then, you know, I went to college. I was two and a half years in college for accounting. And I was like, I don't want to do this at all. Right. So in day, Chicago? Yeah. Uh, so one day I just dropped out of college and I was like, I'm going to go to culinary school. Interesting. Uh, so. Uh, picked it up, went to culinary school a week after I started working for Art Smith at Table 52. Gotcha. Uh, I spent two years there just, I mean, just literally just get my ass kicked every day. Yep. I had no idea what I was doing. It was just, I think, you know, the only reason I didn't get fired is I just, I, I think they were generally shocked I kept coming back. Right. So. <laughs> I don't think that's a, that's not an odd tale. I think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah, and it was just, you know. But. Um, so I went from there, I worked at the University Club of Chicago for a year, uh, left there, I was on the opening team at Girl and the Goat with Stephanie Izzard. Yep, she's um, the best, she's awesome. She's awesome. Spent a couple of years working for her, and I think that was really, totally just transitioned to who I was. It's like a cook and how I looked at food, like the way kitchens could run and operate, and um, you know, she's just incredible, one of the hardest yep. working people. She's amazing. She's smart. Yep. Um, and just unbelievably talented. Lights up a room, too. Yeah. For sure. And, um. So I spent two years working for her. She was the first person who ever made me a sous chef. Uh, I left there. I went and opened a couple of restaurants with Bill Kim. Uh, we had like Urban Belly, Belly Q in Chicago, Belly Shack. Um, did that for a couple of years. And then I was at a point where um, I wanted to cook Italian food. And I remember I was talking to my boss about it. And he was like, well, if you're going to cook Italian food in Chicago, there's only one guy you can go see. Right. He's like, you can go see Tony Bantuolo. Yeah. Um, so I went and I applied to be a sous chef at Spiaggia. I sat down. I mean, I remember like sitting down with Tony for the first time, and I was just like, "He's a great dude." My buddy afterwards, I was like, "Dude, I just interviewed with Tony." Yeah. I was like, "Who cares if I can get the show? It was so cool." Um, and you know, they hired me. They brought me on. I was a sous chef there for a year, um, and then the the CDC at the time he left, and I went to Tony and I said, "Hey, I want it." Awesome. I'm run this place, man. Like, give me a shot. Awesome. I said, I might not be ready, but I'm going to, like, nobody's going to work harder. Nobody's going to care more. Right. And um, so I was there for four and a half years after that. Wow. And you and you left, at, you just recently left, right? Yeah, I left at the end of September. I'm working out opening my own spot in Chicago yeah. right now, like uh, Fulton Market. What's that feel like? I mean, again, how, doing it for somebody else versus doing it for yourself is very, very different. It's still, it's, like, very unreal that it's, like, yeah. it's going to be mine. Yeah. It's going to be me. And it's like, and it's, you know, that is very, very heavy. And like the weight of that has a point sunk in. Yeah. But I mean, it's also, it's like, this is, you know, I remember talking to a friend before he opened his restaurant. And it's like, 
he's like, you know, I got a kid, mortgage on the house, whatever. And he's like, yeah, if this doesn't work out, none of it works out. I'm like, yeah, but that's the deal. This is the long bet we've been making the whole fucking time. So we're saying, okay, at some point, if somebody gives us a shot, we're going to push the chips or we're going to go. There's, a, uh, there's an old Honda videos that... Um that were done for like corporate videos and uh it's all about kind of honda when he originally started the company the way that he built the culture and one of the one of them is called kicking out the ladder and his whole premise was the idea of having people go up the ladder and he would say it's like we light the we light it underneath them because as soon as you kick it out there's only one choice you only can go up there's no option to put to go down the only way you know you can do that is if you actually do it and do don't it. give yourself another option. That's, that, that's the deal. All right. We're going all in. We're going hard on right. this. And so, um, you know, it's really exciting. It's nerve-wracking. Um, but it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. this, this is the dream. So how come you decided to do Top Chef? So Top Chef was, what, two years ago? Uh, yeah, I think it's two years ago. And so what, what made you want to do that? Was it because Steph did it? Um, you know, that was part of it. I think, uh, so they called Tony. They were in Chicago casting. And I hadn't gone out for the casting. Right. And uh, so they called Tom. They were like, hey, we're in Chicago. We didn't meet anybody we really liked. Do you know anybody? He's like, you gotta, he's like, come meet my guy, Jeff. Awesome. And so Tony calls me. He's like, hey, you're at the restaurant, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how do you feel about taking a meeting with some producers from Top Chef? I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, they're on their way, so just sit down and take a Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> doesn't mean you gotta take it. It doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to do it. But he's like, there's no reason not to take this meeting. Right. And I'm like, you're right. So I text my wife. She's like, take it. Right. She's like, I think it's, she's like, it could be the right time. Right. Like, All right. So I sit down with these people. We talk for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Um, they're like, you got to do this. They're like, you got to. They're like, it's a long process. It's right. Nice. Where was your season? Uh, Colorado. In Colorado, okay. They're like, you got to do it. They're like, come on. Right. So, you know, I talked to uh, my wife. I talked to Tony, and they're both like, yeah. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. It would be great. You should try it. So that was like. Kind of like okay, fuck it. But it was kind of you know having worked for staff who had gone out of one. It was like okay, like I kind of in the back of my head was like I'm starting to feel like I'm getting ready to do my own thing. Right. And you know it's like it was almost one of those things. It's like so where am I at on this? Could I do that? She did that. She's like a hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's yeah. A yeah. Mentor. She's amazing. Like, but like where would I fall? And so you know I went into it like definitely not thinking I would win it or I could win it. I right. Just, like, went into it like. Like, how far could I take this? Yeah. And the process was awesome. You enjoyed the you – listen, food competitions, are they're hard. And when you're put into an environment like that where that's all you're thinking about – you know, again, I, I remember talking – talked to Mark a lot about this, about Iron Chef, right, when he – when it was season three and next Iron Chef and it was all those guys. And he's like, that was the most intense, challenging time of my life because – and he's like, it was also the, the most um, – important time because it forced him to really think deep and quick and you know coming he said he came up with more recipes and more more ideas for food during that time frame than ever before for sure and what it makes you i feel like it forces you to clarify your vision right it forces you to be concise when you have 40 minutes you can't fucking bullshit right you know what i mean you have to be concise you have to get point across in one bite yep um and so it's you know the other thing that I think is underrated about it. It's like, you know, but I've also talked to like writers about this. I'm like, imagine any of your idol writers who are out there. It's like, if you get to present your work to them when you're in such a crucial point of your career. And like, so I get to go like, throw a dish at Daniel 
Right. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. Right. So every week, it's like you don't see a lot of the feedback that you get, but it was so good because it's like, you know, these, these you know, these chefs, the, the, the women event they have on the show judging, like, they do this for a living. They love it too. They're awesome too. And they want to give feedback. Yeah, for sure. What's going on? I thought Tom was one of the best on that. But like the stuff you don't see, it's where you get, you know, next time you do this, what you should do is this. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that makes a shit ton of sense. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but you know, it's really intense when you're there because you're just living in this vacuum and you're cut off from your family. You're cut off from it's your hard. friends. Yeah. It's like that's really hard about it. But the whole process of going back and watching it again was just—I mean, for me, I thought it was crazy. Did you watch it? Yeah, oh yeah. You did. It was crazy, man. I thought it was cool. It was on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, except they could pit you in different ways. So I worked with Nick Elmy for a while, right? Who won season. Three or eleven, right? Same one that Nina was on. Um, Nick to me is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He's a sweetheart of a human being. He he is he's just a really good dude. They painted him like an asshole, and I remember because I I started representing him right when he won, and people that I would talk to would be like, "Well, Nick's just kind of a dick," and I used to have to tell people like, "No, no, no, no." You can't take the editing because he just because he slammed his fist down doesn't mean that his dick just means that he's intense. Yeah, he's the well, nicest he's guy. Intense, yeah, the, he's, super nice. he's the nicest dude in the world, right? So I can't imagine like again. I know that I would look like an idiot on TV. I can't imagine watching myself every week. I mean, I know you kind of have to, right? But yeah, it's and it's like it's plotted. It is what it is. But it's like you know the other thing is like they can't make you say things. You didn't say. Yeah, that's true. And it's like you know, I feel like when people are like, "Give me advice for me," it's like you should go get arrested. That's true. It's like sitting in a room with a couple of cops and they have them like ask you a bunch of questions yeah, and yeah. know the answers to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to shut the fuck up. Yeah, for sure. And so what is that? What is post-winning Top Chef look like? Let me ask this question a little bit different because I'm sure you've been asked that question a lot, right? What does post-Top Chef from a brand perspective look like for you? Like, again, I know I think you work with Cameron, the same the same manager yeah. that, that Richard works with. Like, what does the what do the brand opportunities look like? What have you been doing that's cool? Like, what do you wish there was more of? Like, what does that post Top Chef kind of brand partnership stuff look like for you? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was just having a conversation about this the other day, and it's like there's been some that have been just like natural, like I yep. did, uh, a partnership with other high life. It just made a ton of sense. Like Chicago-based company. I dream high life. I'm a high life guy. Always have been. It's funny. A lot of chefs are, by the way. Yeah. And then, so it's like, I worked, you know, I built a partnership with them based off of Instagram. Right. It was just like me posting about High Life and just, right. of like me drinking it during the season that we started meeting. And then they, you know, they sponsored all the beer for my finale party. That's um, great. Cool. And, you know, like that was a really natural one. And then there's some like different ones where it's like, you know, it's just like corporate stuff or yep. whatever. Um, and that's been interesting. But I think, you know, the next phase of it is really going after partnerships yep. and saying like, hey, these are people who would make a lot of sense. You like doing that shit? That you'd like doing the corporate partnerships? I like doing partnerships if they make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need to do everything. I don't need to be selling fucking lamps on, you know, TV or whatever. Unless it's a lamp you love. What? <laughs> Unless it's a lamp you love. Yeah, but right. it's like, yo, yeah, of course. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the house. yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, for the most part, it's, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. I think also with, like, the brand of it, it's like anything you're doing to take the weight of, you know, some of the financial responsibility off the restaurant right. to add streams of revenue to, you know, to me, where 
it's like, so now I don't have to worry about the restaurant making sure, you know. Right, it's paying you what you need to. So. Hundred percent, right? Pay myself a little bit less from there. I gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yep. I can play my people a little bit more, and you know what I mean. And I can still take on the side. Yeah, yeah. Secondary income, man. Yeah. Right. And listen, it's also it's also good to help put asses in seats. Right, I always look at brand partnerships right, for folks. At the, at the, right, and, and I was going to ask you about TV. Like, are you interested in doing more TV? Do you like, other than Top Chef competition shows, like, do you like TV? Do you like doing that stuff? Yeah, I thought it was really fun. And I thought the whole production side of it was wildly interesting. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. But, um, yeah, I would do TV again for sure. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm just like, you know, get the restaurant open, try to figure out how this whole be the damn thing works. Um, Italian restaurant? It's uh, like Adriatic, so it's going to be like Italian technique, but like kind of telling the story of like uh, Croatian food serving in uh, oh, cool. and, you know, some of the other coastal stuff. Too. Nice. Is you, are you Croatian? My wife is. I hear Croatia is the most beautiful place on earth. It's pretty insane. Like I have a friend who lives in London who travels all around Europe and all he's whatever, travels a lot. And I specifically asked him the question, like, what's the most beautiful place you go to? He's like, Croatia, hands down. It's, it's insanely pretty. The food's really good. The beaches are awesome, right? The beaches are insane. The people are just super yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you know that's that's kind of where we're, we're at. It's exciting shit, man. Yeah. And, and being a, a new dad to a one year old is challenging enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I would definitely do TV again. I think it would have to be. You know, it seems right now from the impression that I get from the other chefs I know doing TV, like Richard does a lot of stuff. Like he's always he's he's know, a very he's always like that's a very important part of what he wants to be. Well, he's also really good at it. I mean, yeah. he is. And you heard part of the conversation just now. He he takes a very different thought process to it, right? He thinks about it. And so he plans it and he thinks about the entertainment value versus the demo value, right? Like he does not call what he does when he gets on stage, he doesn't call it a demo. He calls it a show. Sure. Just that alone is very, very different than probably what you do. It's very different than all my other chefs. They go do uh, demos. Yeah. They don't get up and do a show. Right. He's not there to, you know, like four G on gets on stage and he entertains people. Mm-hmm. But his thought process is not, I'm going to get on stage and get fucking laughs. I'm not here to enter. He's not, he's here to entertain you, but he's not like here to entertain you. Right. He's here to do a demo and be funny with it, right? right, right. Richard looks at it. I told him, I, I met him the first time three, four years ago at Kaboo. He had a guy dressed up as a chicken on stage. He had a guy dressed up in a wrestling mask. And he was, it was a show. Right. That's very different. Right. And I feel like I look at it like, you know, like those old like, MTV unplugged sets. Yeah. I'm like, that's how I look at it. It's like, hey, I'm going to make some food, but really this is just about stories. Right, yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to tell some stories up here. For sure. Like, that's what it's about for me. You get off on that. You like that. I love that. Yeah. Like, that's, I think, what I love about food. It's like, I love history. I love traditions. Right. And I think, like, that for me is, like, sit in a room and be able to talk to people about, like, why I'm doing what I'm doing or why this dish is this way or what it means to me. Or yeah, what, yeah. You know, it's meant to my life. Um, I think it's really, really cool. And getting that interaction with people and, you know, having them come up afterwards and be like, oh, my God, yeah. My grandma used to make something like yeah. that. I haven't seen something like that since I was a little kid. Like, it's fun. You know, it's, like, so cool to see you're doing food like this. And so I agree with you, by the way. I think it's, 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 the, it's the human element of food, right? It's a binding factor between people, and, and it's emotional. And it's really emotional. Sure. Um, these events, right? We're obviously down here for the Palm Beach Food and Wine Fest. So you do a lot of these. You like doing them? Yeah, I think these are really fun uh, for a number of reasons. One, you know, you get to connect with guests in a different yep. market, which is, you know, especially being in Chicago, everybody travels for Chicago. Yeah, they do. You know, you end up there for work. It's just a working city. So yep. like everybody's like, oh, yeah, I go there seven times a year for work or whatever. So 
I always feel like one, it is valuable for butts and seats. Yep. Um, two, I think the connection with the other chefs that are here is really, really great. Building that network for yourself yeah. from going to other cities, just to be able to like talk to other people about like, you know, I feel like the industry has become a lot more open to with chefs or just of like, hey, how are you handling this? Sharing you know, ideas. Hundred percent. Right <laughs> I mean, how are you dealing with young folks? How are you dealing with, you know, whatever, these issues, money, whatever. Yep. And um balancing your time between your restaurant and your house and your um, and I think like that's a really, really nice part of it too. Um, and I think anytime you get to take your show on the road and say like, yeah. you know, bring it out here with these people, it's like, you know, especially like pre, pre-top chef, but it's like, you know, they may not know who I am as much, they've never eaten my food before, right. they're like put it in front of some different people, I think it's really, really cool. Plus you, can, you get to go to nice places. Yeah, I mean, plus it's it was fifty degrees in Chicago. So it doesn't suck, and sitting in the sitting on the beach and jumping oh, in the ocean, yeah. it's uh, it's it's good for the soul for sure. Well, that's you know when I talk to other friends who work like you know regular not in the restaurant industry, I guess they're like, oh, they have to travel for work, and they're like, yeah, but you travel a lot for work. I'm like, yeah, but like, there's no Moline Food not Wine Festival. You know right. I mean, it's like the places they're sending us to are like the best. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like you're a lawyer. You get sent out to whatever Pocatello, Idaho. That's where that's, you're fucking at, man. That's like, right. There's no. You got to find trouble there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go rip it at the Applebee's. Yeah. Like, that's about for it. For sure. You know, it's like usually it's like, oh, yeah, they're sending us. Okay. You want us to come down to Palm Beach? You yeah. Come out to Jackson Hole? Yeah. Exactly. Go to, you know, whatever, Pebble Beach? It's yeah. Like, it's, it's usually not hard. Yeah, there there are things that these events do. Listen, I've been to a bunch of these, right? And and I think some of them are great, and I think some of them are getting mundane, right? I think these what some of them are too big. Some are too big, but I guess that was my question, right? Like, if you could, if you had your druthers, you were going to start the Joe Flam Food and Wine Festival, right? Listen, what Steph does in Chicago, I think is awesome. That's it's awesome. It's awesome, right? She didn't do it this year. I don't know. I don't know why, but I thought it was awesome. The Harvest Festival, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we went. I went with Forge a couple of years ago. I thought it was great. But like, what would you like to see these festivals doing more of? I think. I think what she did with that one was really good. I think you know more small, intimate. Things. Yeah. You know what I mean? More interactions between the chefs and the actual people. You know. You like those. that more. Yeah, I like that more. Um, right. I think like you know these things where it's like three thousand people at the pass around that. Yeah, it's hard. But it's like. What are we doing? Well, for so many reasons, right? I mean, right. at some point, they're hammered. They're not really tasting your food anymore, right? right? They're not remembering what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, they're hard. So it's like, but I think, you know, the best ones are like the combo dinners. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, tomorrow I'm freaking, like, it's me, Tony, Elizabeth Faulkner. Awesome. Um, and Chef Fabio from, uh, from Cafe Support. Right. It's like, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's great. You know, like, I did that dinner two years ago. It was me, Tony, and Mark Murphy. And, like, I never met him before, but, you know, obviously, you know, yep. TV and stuff. And just, like, the the time of just sitting in the kitchen, that was actually, what was cool about that one, that was a year I was out of Top Shop. So, did do that. Mark was super nice all day, just really interesting guy. You know, he lived in Italy, so you right. know, him and Tony were talking about that. And, um, and, like, just really cool life experience, just hearing about him and his career and everything. And at the end of the night, Top Shop was on that night. So, when everybody was done, we kicked everybody out of the restaurant. And, like, the chefs and the wait staff, we sat at the bar at the restaurant drinking beers and watched Top Show. Watching the show. Yeah. Drinking High Life. Episode three. They were like, this is, you know, they were like, this is so cool. And I was like, I think this is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, that was just, like, you know, such a cool memory for me. 
Well, you kind of hold a special place for it. Cool. And you and your wife are here. You get to chill out and relax a little bit, hopefully jump in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Are you an ocean guy? You go in? Like, oh, yeah. Are you one of those? Like, for me, when I go to destinations like this, like, I was up at 630 this morning, so I could jump in the ocean at 7 before I started here. Like, I, I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, if I get all the way to the ocean, I gotta get it. Yeah, yeah, for me too. I mean, I'm Midwestern. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, what else, dude? Anything else you want to talk about? Anything that's kind of top of mind? Anything kind of that you got going on or just industry wide? I mean, the big thing for me is just getting this restaurant open and trying to, you know, Chicago is a big restaurant city and just trying to be different. And I think that was the big thing when we launched this concept is leaving Spiage. Everyone was like, okay, so you're just gonna do Italian food. And right. I didn't want to. Just do that. You know, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to right. put something out there that nobody was doing right now. Where is it? Where is it's it going to be? Market. In Fault Market. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and that was really, really important to me when we came up with this concept. was like that, you know, I just wanted it to be a change of pace. I wanted to tell a story that wasn't being told right now. Right. I wanted to do this food that I thought was so cool and so amazing. And, you know, that does have so much Italian influence to it. Right. Um, and, you know, really, really paved my own path. And I thought that was, you know, a super big part of opening this restaurant. Oh, cool, man. I can't wait to try it. What's the timing of it all? Shooting for July. So. Of this year? Well, next year. Oh, what, what year? Oh, yeah. So six yeah. months from now, seven months yeah, from now. Yeah. Awesome. You started building it out already? Yeah. Awesome. So we're going, but we'll see. It's, it's crazy. It's craziness. It's all, it's all the craziness. So now it's like, right now I've been living like stay-at-home dad life, which is a whole other bag of craziness. Total craziness, yeah. Which has been really fun. It's like I, I was talking to a friend the other day. We were just, you know, talking about balance. And I was like, I feel like I'm catching up on 12 years of life. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to see old friends. Like, been hanging out with, like, my parents a lot. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just my son. Like, and, like, you know, it's just been, like, really healthy for me, like, mentally, physically. You know, yeah. Just working out a ton and just, you know, like, nice reset. And I feel really, really grateful that I, like. Before you jump back in. So, like, yeah. Yeah, before, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate this one. Thanks so much for coming on. It was, uh, uh, first, I'm glad to meet you and, and uh, wish you the best of luck. Thanks, brother. All right, dude. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Food Connected Podcast, recorded from the beautiful Palm Beach Food and Wine Festival at the Four Seasons Resort. As always, keep checking back for new episodes. And if you need to reach me for anything, please uh, send me an email at lsweet at theconnectgrp.com. Thank you and have a great day.